welcome back to Down and Chad Podcast. This is Dan. And I'm Martin. And this is a podcast where two graying millennials do a deep dive on a variety of topics, from wrinkles and sunspots to shriveling on the inside and out. Listeners, if you're confused about what that means, you'll find out in a moment. Yeah. As as the theme suggests. Yeah. So our theme today is uh, 30 years young, a retrospection. Now, Martin and I aren't 30 yet. We're on a cusp of 30. Yeah. But honestly, I'm sometimes it feels like you yeah. know, we're 30 already. It, like when you're 29 and you're so close, it just feels like you're there. We, I know I'm not, but it feels like it. And yeah, I think... Yeah, I think it was last last week's episode. Yeah, yeah. or the one before, whatever. I, yeah, as okay, I mentioned, man. I am twenty nine years old. Yeah, and we'll be thirty in a few months. Yeah, he's gonna be thirty before us. But I think the most apparent sign that we're kind of getting to the age of thirty is we're starting to see more issues. At least for me, anyways. I don't know about Martin, but I'm definitely starting to see issues with my body in terms of blood work and things like that, and. I, we were just talking right before a podcast, but I was saying how our like my consumption level of food is has decreased dramatically. I could go to town at a buffet in my teenage years, even college years, but now it's like yo, I'm gonna eat like ten pieces of sushi. I'm good. I'm stuffed. Oh yeah, bro. Like <laughs> I started feeling these changes back. I think when I first graduated. So like I'm talking like twenty five, twenty four, twenty three, even. What year did I? graduate okay let's say you, let's see well so you graduate high school around 18 assume you just yeah. did four years of undergrad you'd be 22 or 23 okay yeah so 22 or 23 yeah i started feeling it right afterwards i remember all you can eat was not was not as uh lucrative yeah as before when i could just pack it in and just don't don't care yeah yeah sleeping patterns yeah the whole works so yeah uh definitely can't do and live the way I did back Like, then. you know, I was talking to some friends, and they're younger, you know, just like family friends. And they're like, you know, younger, they're like entering college, university years. Oh, wow. they're young. Like, I, they are young. <laughs> like, they're not that entering. much younger than us, but yeah. like, you know, I think we no, can... that, they're quite a bit younger, man. <laughs> like, I think we can start calling them youngins now. Yes. No, no, absolutely. Okay. So, okay. From now to the year when I entered college or university yeah i was 18 then i'm 29 now yeah so that's almost 10 that's nine years difference yeah it's a, that's quite a gap <laughs> it is quite a gap it's like a, a third of our lives but so for sure time yeah, flies but anyways i was telling them that you know enjoy the feeling of you know that you know the blueberry girl from like willy wonka I vaguely remember. She so she's the one that ate some sort of dessert and then she ballooned up to a giant blueberry, you know, oh, rolled yes, her yes, out. Yes. So I'm yeah. like, guys, enjoy the feeling where you feel like you need to be rolled out of a restaurant or a buffet <laughs> after all you can eat while it lasts. Because like for us, I feel like we can't function at all. You know, we have no. too many things to do. No, no, that that literally wrecks the rest of my day. If it's dinner, everything after dinner just becomes very slow <laughs> very dull and i can't i can't function i can't i can't think as quickly i can't react as quickly let me just sit on this couch and like just potato for a few hours yeah just, just vegetate for a little bit until i'm ready <laughs> oh but by the time you're done it's bedtime and now you're tired at like 12 or one o'clock yeah yeah and then it's bedtime <laughs> yeah i think one of the things for me that's really telling is like i'm actually started bald at the back of my head 
which is really scary because I mean, I think I've come to terms about losing all my hair. Like I'm probably bald by 35. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but I would not mind. I think rocking the bald look by 35. Okay. 35. I, why, I, why 35? Like, how do you know it's 30, I, I not don't. 40? I don't. I need to see how it progresses. Right. And then, okay. so I'm going to see my doc and see what she, what she says. But, uh, you, you know, you're getting old when you're starting, your hair starting to gray and fall out, mm. you know? And I think, uh, you know, being on a cusp of 30, I think I'm definitely starting young. But it's not really for me to dictate, you know, just like jeans will do what they're, what they do. Yeah. Actually, I have a, I, so sad for him, but I had a friend who I think started, started graying already and losing their hair. But like, I think in the final year of undergrad. Oh, snap. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I'm like sad for him, but it's, yeah, he's like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my pops is pretty bald. Like, not he's not bald yet, but just like you know, that, you know that whole like typical like ring around the side of your head, yeah, kind of look. So he's kind of like that. So I'm like, I can see myself going that direction. But uh, well, how 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 about your family? Like, are they typically like they lose a hair? Or are they still like full headed? My dad's pretty gray now, although it's hard to tell because he dyes it every so often. Okay, well he's um, gray, but does he lose hair? Does he? He has lost some hair, but not a significant amount. Okay. Uh, so I think he's actually so it was interesting the other day I was just eating like we were eating dinner yeah and I was sitting down so my head was down because I was eating yeah and then my dad goes like what's that and I'm like what he's like that on your head are are you losing hair I'm like not I mean I lose hair like every other person but not a significant amount he's like you have a bald spot I'm like what is like my regular bald spot like you know how everyone has a yeah he's like nah and he just he pokes it uh, and then I'm like, take a picture. So he goes and takes his phone and takes a picture. Yeah. And it's not really a bald patch, but there is enough hair loss yeah. such that you can see my scalp. Oh, and it's yeah. just, there's a random spot at the top of my head. Yeah. Like, and it's, it was mildly concerning because I'm like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I mean, how often do I look at that spot in my head? No, like, it's never. the thing. I, I didn't realize myself until someone pointed it out. Yeah. And I think like, same as you, like my hair's not all gone back there, but it's significant enough that you can see the scalp. But yeah. probably not as bad as you. No, I'm sorry. You're probably not as bad as me. I don't know. Can we I, compare one time when we meet up? <laughs> okay. Well, based on the picture, it didn't look that bad. But it's definitely as noticeable. Yeah. I guess it depends on how my hair is that day. Like, which way I brushed it or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I, so that's happening. <laughs> yeah. So, I know. So, I'm like, now you can consider your options, right? There's always the, you know, the drugs that can put you can put in your head to help it grow, like... Yeah. back hair but it's not, it's not it's not effective on everybody right so there's like trying to go through the chemical way, way around it you could go about it with the was it toupee where you just like glue down hair under your head i guess yeah yeah and the other option is to go about the surgical way where they take pretty much hairs on the back of your head and they attach yeah. it to the top so pretty much it's interesting because you know all very recent musings but the hairs on the back of the lower side of your head don't they don't fall out Right, only the ones at the top of your head are affected. So if you take the hairs on the bottom and move to the top, you would still have oh. a full head of hair. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you, you can go abroad and like get the sur- surgery done. I think it's like seven to ten thousand bucks. Damn, I do it. Like, why not? I mean, it's a lot of I money. Just... It is a lot. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not gonna laugh and say like that's a that's a small amount of money because it's not. It's a lot. Yeah. But like, like for ten thousand, it's like braces, right? You just pay like three thousand dollars for braces. It's it's going to affect you in terms of your image and like your self-esteem in the long run for like a long mm. time. 
I'll have to think about that one. I'm like, that's a lot. And then I'll turn it just the bald life. All I heard is uh, vitamin D helps. Well, you know. With healthy hair. So if you get more vitamin D. <laughs> Thanks, Martin. <laughs> that's all I heard. I didn't look into any of this kind of stuff. Okay, so let's say you let's say you would bald in the next few years, knock on wood, you know. Yeah. But uh what well, which options would you kind of lean towards? I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to look it up. I haven't really considered myself bald. So right now I'm looking at if you're just listening, yeah. I'm looking at my camera and I'm trying to imagine what I would look like if I was bald. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't I can't see it. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't see you, it. I think you have enough of a forehead to kind of picture what you look like if you're bald. Maybe. I don't know. I think I'll look weird. I think you look fine. Like I'm I'm trying to cover my <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I can't see it. It's, it's too weird. It's, it's going to be weird. I think it would look weird from the get-go, just because we're not used to it. But, yeah. I probably wear a hat a lot. Or, like, I'll be one that's, like, bald people with a beanie or whatever all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it has to be cold. I would not blame you. It's okay. Just keep working out. So, you you know, that's how you're going to make up for it. Bald head, but, like, huge muscles on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I even have the body type for that. Yeah. I'll just be... Bald head and maybe less skinny. <laughs> <laughs> my friends, that's the best. My friends were like the ones. Uh, well, I have some friends who were making comments about my hair, my hair, and they were pretty blunt about it. Like family friends, so it's fine to be blunt. I welcome it. They're like, man, don't get, don't go bald. Like you know, just let your hair like come out and let it let it thin out, but don't shave your head. They're like, your head's too big. You're not, you're not gonna look good bald. <laughs> I was like. Thanks, guys. Love the support. <laughs> Feeling the love. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck. Yeah, I, I can't see myself bald. I think you look fine bald. Yeah, I'm sure there's some app out there that can... Oh, like, like fake. Fake. Do them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if there's one that can change our gender and make us look, make us look like hot, I'm sure, they can, I'm sure there's one out there. For oh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's probably easy, but like... Do you, do you uh, try that Snapchat filter when it came out in terms of changing... Oh yeah, you did. You did. I saw your photograph. Someone, someone had it on their phone, and they took a picture of me. Yeah, I, I didn't have it myself, but someone did. It was very disturbing. Disturbing? Why? Yeah, it was very disturbing. So let's kind of think. Let's let's kind of retrospect a little bit because that's what this episode is about. Where we've lived almost three decades of our lives, mm-hmm. which is fantastic, but also it's kind of scary because, like, you know, we've lived a pretty significant portion of our lives. Probably some of the most. Not highlights per se, because there's definitely more highlights to come. But like mm-hmm. you know, the we there's like rapid phases of change when you're a child, right? So mm-hmm. your baby, toddler, kindergarten, primary, like elementary school, secondary, university. There's a lot of huge milestones come that comes in rapid succession. Yep. Whereas now, when you're adults, those milestones are kind of less set in stone. There's less of a roadmap ahead of us. It's like, what's next? There is no roadmap for us anymore. It's kind of like your roadmap is wherever you want to make of it. I still think of two major milestones. Marriage and kids? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess maybe two and a half. If you consider moving out, like like getting your first home or whatever, moving out, that's kind of a milestone, I guess. And then, then, yeah, marriage and then kids. Yeah. So at your current stage in life, at 30, what are your views on, I guess, your next milestones? Like, what's your roadmap for that? What age do you want to get that done by? And I guess we can start with that. Sure, yeah. Moving out-wise, uh, I guess I'll consider that sure. half first. Hopefully in the next couple of years, to be honest. 
So way back, even pre-COVID, well, pre-COVID, I was thinking of moving out soon. Yeah. As in getting my own place and heading out. Uh, obviously, COVID happened and I kind of put that plan aside. Yeah. And then kind of at the same time, I was determined to do a bit of a job change. It's, I've mentioned to you mm-hmm. before. And so rather than tackling both those things, I decided to focus on the job first, just because if I can find a new job with a higher income, that obviously helps out financially in terms of moving out. I do have that job now, so happy about that. And so the next thing is just really to start hunting and looking for a place. So yeah, ideally in the next year and a half, maybe to two years, mm-hmm. I'd like to head out. Nice. Um, get my own place. So that's one thing. Marriage. Well, <laughs> we'll see. I'm still I'm still single. So, yeah, you know, there are steps to get there. I'd, I'd have to yeah. date first and then maybe eventually get married. If uh, you could put yourself in like your younger self's shoes, yeah. what was the, what was your like kind of like bookmarked year? To so, OK, so that's the thing. Depending on how actually, no, even for a while back, I kind of thought ahead already. And yeah. so I would like to get married by like, <laughs> well, back then I said late twenties <laughs> okay. in my late twenties. So I guess maybe that shifted a little bit to early thirties. Yeah. And then kids by also by early thirties, if, if I'm going to have kids, which I mean, obviously there's a lot of discussion between myself and my partner and uh, there'll be a lot of things to consider, but I, ideally I would say early thirties. Yeah. You that's gonna that's add, like, the plan. You always got to add like 18 when when your kid's born. It's like, how old would I be, will I be when my kids potentially graduate high school? Kind of, yeah. Like, and depending on how old my partner is, I also don't want her to be too old. If And when we do decide to have kids, especially if we decide to have more than one, yeah. right? Because developmental disabilities are a real thing. And I'm just flashbacking to the time when I worked with kids with the... Uh, either ADHD or they're on the spectrum or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's actually a really hard life depending on, I guess, how high on the spectrum they are or how severe the ADHD is hard on them, but also hard on the whole family. Like their, their parents were always, they had to work very hard. They're always worried and stressed and anxious about like, you know, what kind of things might happen. Yeah. The sibling, if there is a sibling uh, has to help, pitch in and take care of the family because parents are always working and it's just yeah it's it's tough for the whole family yeah um, a lot of these issues are detectable now right using like science and technology they they are detectable at a certain age like after a certain time yeah mm. I, I don't know that number off the top of my head though. okay so like you know knock on wood you this all works out for, for how you find it but yes just like how Hopefully. you know what we initially thought would happen in the past things change so yes. let's say like you don't get you don't sell it down to like late 30s would you forego the idea of having a child i might yeah depending on the age of my partner yeah and well obviously it also depends on how much she wants to have kids and again this whole all that sure but like you related. know let's let's put it let's say a hypothetical you're about the same age yeah. range you're you kind of like I wouldn't say she's a female you because it's never fun to date yourself. I'm just like, it seems like a cool That'd be idea, weird. Right? Well, that'd be so weird. But yeah. let's say like your values align to how like you feel right now. now. Yeah. 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 If she's my age or similar, give or take two years, then no. Like, yeah. No, at like 35 and older, I would not recommend. 34 and older, I wouldn't even recommend it. Yeah. 34 is like on the, uh, yeah. but like maybe one. 
but 35, I don't, I don't think so. It's just, it's just, there's too much risk. Yeah. And I don't know the numbers, so I'd probably actually have to do some research. Yeah. But they say it exponentially increases yeah. uh, from early 30s, hmm. as in the chance of your child having some kind of developmental disability. Yeah. Hmm. So, so late 30s? No, I probably wouldn't yeah. answer your question. I, like, how young are you willing to date? So that's a different topic. And, uh, <laughs> but should we, should, uh, we just, I don't should we save it for another day? <laughs> no, I, I'm happy to go into it. Yeah, I've had this conversation with other folks who inquired before. Yeah. <laughs> um, as of right now, at least. Sure. I don't think I would go... So younger, I can date up to three years younger. And yeah. older, I can date maybe up to one year older. Okay, only one year older. Yeah. Interesting. If they're, if they're quite a bit older... Well, first of all, I just don't meet people like who are that much older than me. Either they're like sure. super, like much older because they're a coworker or something. Or, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I haven't met a lot of people who are only one or two years older than me. Yeah. But yeah, older for, for uh, the reasons I mentioned before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then some people asked me before too. It's like, well, why only just three years? And I guess, and maybe it's just me, but like I have this idea in my head that's like, if they're older, so they're four or, more years older sorry younger than me then it reminds me of my cousin or i had a family friend who's about four years younger too and then it, it just it starts to feel weird it, it feels like we're, we're not at the same stage of life i yeah. guess sure it's just odd it's just it i don't know it weirds me out a little bit too much mm. okay fair enough i think that's fair yeah. i think i'll be in the same boat i would maybe like plus or minus five Five? Okay. Yeah. I think plus or minus five. I think it's a kind of like a fair range. Not someone's too much younger, too much older. And I think to in your in your words, you know, just different stages of life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I had like all the power to people who date like with a wider age range. If it works for you, cool. You know, that's yeah. awesome. But for me, I think really having values that align in terms of or goals is kind of nice to have. Yes. Um, so going back to your point previously about like not being able to meet people, how many friends would you say you have met within the last little while or like few years? Like besides coworkers, very few. <laughs> oh really? Uh, well, like if you look two years back, yeah, I started my uh, my job from back then. Sure. And so I met a bunch of coworkers. Uh, fortunately enough, most of them are around our age, give yeah. or take five years. Yeah. So I could relate to all of them pretty well. And ever since I, I left for my current job, I still keep in touch with them. So I would consider them friends. Okay. If they ever listen to this podcast, <laughs> you're <laughs> as a friend. <laughs> um, in that sense, I've met them. And then new job, met my coworkers there. But in terms of people outside of work, yeah. I mean, I've been on the dating apps here and there. And so I've met maybe a handful of people, none that I currently keep in touch with still. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, it was kind of interesting. But yeah, if it wasn't for the dating app, that's it. Have you ever cons- <laughs> have you ever considered people you dated to some degree, or even like met on the apps? Have you ever considered maybe I can keep them around as a friend? Was that an option, or was it like no, I need this to be hyper divided, huge boundaries up? Okay, so to answer your question, I would say I I didn't really think about it, but I'm not opposed to it. Okay, I think. The way things turn out naturally sure. kind of prevents that. And it's because if I saw them a couple of times and for whatever reason, I don't think it's working. 
right? I'm yeah. going to have to let them know that, hey, like, you know, it was nice meeting you or talking with you, but it's not going to work. Yeah. And that already immediately sets like a divide because they're, well, I mean, we're both here for the purpose of, of dating and finding a partner, yeah. at least of all the people that I've met on the apps. Yeah. And so if I've already kind of set that divide by saying, I don't think it's going to work, then mm -hmm. it, it doesn't really burn that bridge, but it certainly just puts a blocker on it. Yeah. That's like, okay, maybe we're not going to uh, interact or, or hang out or talk anymore. I think if, yeah, by chance we meet in the future again under more like, mm -hmm. I guess, organic circumstance, just maybe. Mm -hmm. but, I think it's just like the tension. It's like, it's really early in a relationship. Like when you meet someone like early in that kind of amicable kind of relationship, mm -hmm. if there's like kind of a tension there already, a rift. I think the friendship is just too fragile to be kind of repaired at that point in time, right? Mm -hmm. So I think for myself, if I were to meet someone on apps, I don't think, generally speaking, I don't see myself being friends with them. Just because, like you said, when there's a break-off, nine out of ten times, I feel like it's not going to be like an amicable break-off, right? Yeah. It's, it's just going to uh... be like, it's more easy to be cold, angry, or like ghost. <laughs> a little bit. And also depends on like how far in are you. Yeah, uh... Totally. Totally. But but yeah, so it's like I don't think I've met anyone who are like, Yeah, let's let's totally stay friends. I, I yeah, I haven't just I just haven't met anyone like that. Yeah. If if they did propose it though, I would consider it. But obviously it like it depends on the circumstance as well. Sure. Like you said. I think it's just really rare to meet someone who has enough interests as you that line with your interests, and then you like enough in that short period of time to be like, Hey, I'm interested in keeping you around as a friend. Right, I don't think yeah. you, I don't think in that short amount of time you you you're able to build that strong rapport. Like you're saying, it just it depends how deep you are in the grand yeah. scheme of things. So thinking about my friendships in the last few years, funny enough, I generally meet quite a fair amount of people. Oh, yeah, like, like it it just happens, you know. It's not because like I actively seek people out. It just you know organically happens, which is great. I, lo I love that. You know, just like uh, being invited out to things. Like, hey, you know, and then you, you network it a little bit. Just look at an example from our podcast. We have Annie and Kevin, who I just met in the last, during the pandemic, right? Oh. You know, not that I'm like hyper tight with them, but like they're cool. They're chill people. And like, you know, I would consider them friends for sure. So, okay. It, it's kind of fun. So, so like, where do you, where do you meet people then? Yeah. And that's, that's, that is really funny, right? So, like, I can't even give you a formula to follow. The best, if people are looking to look for friends at this age point, like late 20s, the best advice I have for you, and I don't even call it advice, just like, just connect with people that you don't typically hang with. So for Martin's group and my group, rather, or our group, rather. Uh, Mutual group, yeah. We hang out so often that we see each other every day. It's always the same network. But I do have a lot of little circles that I reach out to every so often. So like there's friends that you meet like, you know, two or three times a year or more and those are people that will may that may or may not you know invite you to different things you know depending on mm. your relationship with them and from there you just branch out right? I see. so from annie so, and kevin i met from a gaming group from a brother or a friend you know he just invited me i was like hey do you want to play games with this group that they're looking for more players i'm like yeah totally jump on board right and a lot of folks would be just like oh i don't want to play with new people and i think i think that's that's ultimately one of the biggest key factors is like is being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Playing with new strangers, being people that 
you don't really know is really difficult and I can see how it causes a lot of anxiety, but it's really putting yourself out there and just taking chances. Like it's not sound like Miss Frizzle right now, but <laughs> yeah, I think it's like just taking up those opportunities, just like see how things go and, and hopefully it blossoms in something. Interesting. So it's, it's mostly from groups of friends or like mm-hmm. friends of friends, friends of friends. Yeah. I am gotcha. down to do like, meetups i think that was one of my like on the listing to do prior to pandemic was to join up some random meetups you know app meetup and i'm sure there's in other yeah. countries or states or wherever like i'm sure you have networking groups where you just do activities with each other whether that's hiking rock climbing etc i'm actually thinking about just like oh you know we were talking to our friend the other day i was thinking about you know just getting a bunch of us and just like just do activities so it might just be a, a few people from our group and i pull in some other folks from like my other groups and just have a like, sure, yeah, you know, a group of like ten guys, for example, or or gals. Gals are included. One of the things I'm thinking about is bouldering. Actually, there's a so a friend of Ooh. a friend, my friend's friend, just happened to be around, and she was saying how uh, she owns a bouldering gym, and she owns it. Yeah, she owns it. So I'm like, Damn. okay, yeah, I'm like, okay, that sounds like fun, and like the rates aren't too bad. So I'm thinking about maybe grabbing a few of us and we just go bouldering for a little bit. That's cool. Just try it out, you know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, I like bouldering. I'm, I'm <laughs> I I think it'll be fun. I think archery, bouldering, and other like other little activities, just so we can like mix up a little bit. I, I love our group, but I think it's also healthy for us to just kind of mix up once in a while. Sure. Yeah. Let's kind of pivot a little bit, I guess. So think about where we are right now in life. Do you think was this what you set out to do? Like, what was this? How you imagine your late twenties to be? Based on your younger self's uh, perception or kind um, of ambitions, not exactly. And it's because well, okay, so I had hopes when I was younger. Hopes and dreams—they're shattered. There yeah. is no hope now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when I was in my twenties, I would have liked to move out by my late twenties. So just thinking ahead, so that would have been nice. I'm still here, and here is still at home with my family. Yeah. Yeah, so that's something that wasn't that or that didn't go as planned. I didn't really have any expectations on the idea or my relationship status. Mm. Um, I would have liked the idea that I'd be dating and again close to marriage because again married by yeah. late twenties, early thirties, as I mentioned earlier. For sure. But currently single, so that <laughs> that's that ain't it. Yeah. What else in terms of career wise, though, I would have. No idea. Because back then, I didn't even know what my field of career... I didn't know what UX was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so, what was your, like, original plan for your career? Oh, God. Like, honestly, I... Back then... So, I I studied psychology in my undergrad. And so, I was looking at related fields. I considered counseling. I considered going into graduate school for, yeah. like, clinical psychology. And I actually... Yeah, I really looked into it. And I started... Uh, I actually went and applied to some grad schools as well. And then besides that, so looked into OT or occupational therapy. Sure. I wanted to make use of my psych degree, uh, yeah. at least to some degree, and or be in the related kind of field. So yeah, but that, I mean, obviously that didn't, that didn't turn out as planned. I mean, user experience is like, in a way, it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it, it is psychology related, yeah. for sure, for sure. So but it, I think you're putting your degree to good use. I, I do, and I'm very lucky for that. 
but but yeah, it was. It's funny. I almost. It almost feels like I'm reciting this story because while I was job hunting, uh, yeah. it's a common question. It's like, oh well, how did you get into UX? And I just had the same story that I I played on repeat. But yeah, it was almost by chance that I actually discovered UX was. It was actually through a friend who had enrolled in the same program that I did, the same master's program, right? For uh, UX design. And yeah, like if I never had that conversation with her, and if she never brought it up, I would I would definitely not be here today. So I'm very thankful, very very blessed to have. Uh, that chance and that opportunity to get into this, which is something that I really love now. So I'm very fortunate in that sense. Yeah. So like you say, you you actually like enjoy your career. I do. I definitely do. Uh, This was, it was a blessing. Uh, It really was. Um, It is something that I actually enjoyed. It's combining a couple of things I enjoyed, which is first that I guess more techie kind of aspect. I get to work with the latest apps and websites and I'm like, that sounds cool. And then I get to work with people and really kind of dig into understanding their behavior and the problems and how to solve them. But I'm right. solving them through a service or digital product oriented solution, which mm-hmm. is like fine by me. And I think that's great. So human, human problem solving. Mm, cool. Love it. Yeah. So think about my journey. I think. Yeah, I'd love to hear yeah, I mean, like career-wise, there's only so many pathways my education training can only go. So I think it's safe to say that mission complete, got to end goal. Um, but, but back then, was that is this what you wanted? Like, do you actually see yourself in your current role? Something about me is that I always look for the next best thing, right? So, but the way I set goals is that they're kind of short-sighted. But with long-term intention, so it's like, hey, I you have so for example, just getting out of university, get a job, any job, as long as you can get a job and pay bills, that's all that matters right now. Okay, got that job, awesome, landed something temporary for now. All right, next goal is land a permanent job, get the mm-hmm. permanent job, got the permanent job. Okay, well, I kind of like this position, but I would prefer this position. Okay, let's do that. So it just it just keeps progressing, but. Yeah. It's not like a, this is it forever, yeah. right? So I don't know where my life's going to take me in a few years' time. I don't know if I'll still be in education mm-hmm. in a few years. Yeah, I just find myself in a very, it's really interesting because like I always set all these goals and like I, I, I complete them progressively. But in terms of what your question was, was this what I wanted? I think yes, it was what I wanted at a time. So mission complete. But I'm not sure nice. if what I wanted then, it remains what I want now. Right. Fair. Okay. Fair. Fair. Right. So, yeah, I think so. I think I set up what I needed, what I wanted to do. And then for me, it's like I'm always looking for kind of like something new and fresh. I don't know. It's kind of weird. And that, you know, it's also kind of scary because if you're never like satisfied, at what point do you become truly satisfied? And I think one of my, my like, not fears per se, but concerns is like, will I finish this lifespan feeling accomplished or incomplete? Because mm. if the goalpost okay. is continuously being like pitched, you know, a few yards away, where's it? Where's the finish line? I think yeah, that's definitely a concern, valid concern. But I think the beauty of that is that it's up to you. Yeah, if you want to continuously set goals for yourself to achieve. I think that's great. And to be honest, I remember there was a study about motivation and happiness and it was highly linked to goal setting. 
and achieving those goals. Yeah. And the happiest people that at least they found in the study were, were people who continuously set goals for themselves. Okay. To keep keep themselves motivated and growing and achieving. Which yeah. Yeah. Produces a sense of, of joy or happiness. Definitely. And then you set the next goal. So to your point, I think that's great. And I think you could live a more fulfilled life that way. At mm. least as as was described. Yeah. But I think at a certain point, maybe when you're in your late eighties or nineties and you know, you're getting there. Yeah, fuck, uh, fuck life. I'm just going to uh Yeah, you're you're fairly wrinkly now. So if I'm hitting late eighties or nineties, yeah, at that point I'm just probably gonna do smooth sailing. <laughs> yeah. I think but I think at that point in your life you can look back and be like, hmm, look at all the things that I've achieved and I've done throughout my entire life. Yeah. And I I mean, obviously I don't know what you're gonna do from now till you're ninety, but Yeah. I think part of that is the perception that comes from internally from you in how you view your own personal achievements and accomplishments. Yeah. And I think that's something that's very much in your control. So yeah. Yeah. I think if you want to be, you can be satisfied with what you've done. Okay. For sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I guess let's pivot to like kind of our fitness levels. Do you think that you, like, is your body shaped today what you thought it'd be? (laughs) Uh, The answer is yes, because I've always had this body shape. (laughs) Okay, Uh, is it what you hoped it'd be? I Honestly, I didn't really have, no. I mean, well, I didn't really have many hopes. Okay, so it's like, yo, my body's doomed. (laughs) Yeah, like. Is this uh, what this is? From a very early on. Actually, to be honest, it's a little bit worse. It's a little bit worse because, I mean, I, I was a skinny kid growing up. Yeah. I'm still a skinny person now. Do yeah. I actually try to exercise more now? I guess on a slightly related topic, but kind of different too. I actually need to exercise and stretch more to maintain some level of fitness because if I don't, sometimes I get cramps and I pull muscles and it, that's a bad time. <laughs> I think um, like being skinny is such a blessing though. As a guy who's been like like fat, stretch marks all over, et cetera, mm-hmm. I'm like... Man, I would give anything. Well, not anything, but you know, like it would be so great to just have a body where I could just shove mountains of food into, like in teenage years, obviously not now, but like mm. you know, and still maintain top athlete level. <laughs> I, oh, I, I am by no means <laughs> an athlete level. I'm skinny and unfit. There's a difference between being fit and yeah. then being skinny and unfit, which are two different things. I did work out a bit in during my undergrad. Yeah. But definitely wasn't like super consistent or at least consistent for a long period of time. It's something that I always did like on and off. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't like looking back at my life. I don't think there was ever a time I could be like, yeah, I was super fit because I don't I just don't think I ever was. Do you see that for yourself in, in years to come? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if I'll ever be. I would ever look myself in the mirror and be like, yeah, you're fit. Like, I don't think that'll ever Damn, happen. look at that piece of meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's that, that, ain't, that, that ain't it. That ain't it. <laughs> Have you ever had abs? Uh, no. I I think with your, like, body fat percentage, I think you, it's fr- pretty manageable. Uh, I think I could if I, had to, if I consistently worked at it for a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's achievable. Do I know if I'll get there? Because the thing with abs, uh, specifically, is that it's also... Uh, heavily based on your diet and i enjoy eating too much <laughs> and especially carbs oh my god i love carbs i love my pasta just, my noodles just give up for a year 
No, no. So that's that's a no. <laughs> See, that's why, right? Uh, I ain't giving up my pasta and my noodles for how, a year. How, how I'm long? not even willing how, to give it up for six months. Six months. No, that's that's a no. Okay, how, how, how about three months? Until you get that's abs. also a no. Just give it three months, get some abs, take a photo, and then you can go back to eating carbs. <laughs> what is the point? <laughs> just to, just to say I did it. It's for your it's for your uh, Tinder profile. Oh God, no! It's okay. <laughs> Honestly, if if they can't accept me as I am now, <laughs> they're not gonna accept me. What if what, what do you feature girlfriend or wife? It's like Hunt Martin, honey, you know. <laughs> I love you for who you are, but I think we as a couple, because I, being your pretend girlfriend or wife, I also want to get abs one of, the, one of these days. How about we as a couple do a half year fast on carbs so we get these abs together? So I would counter offer and be like, hey, I would love to set a goal together as a couple and try to achieve that. But can we try like maybe like three months first? <laughs> or, or maybe maybe just one month? <laughs> one month. And we could get that. Okay, okay, we'll- okay, how, okay, counter, counter off. Okay, Martin. How about we limit your carbs to one fistful size a day? That's like nothing. That's like one mouthful. <laughs> like, like, fine, maybe two. <laughs> one and a half. I feel like I can eat half my fist. Like, realistically, like. Yeah. yeah. So you so you get half a fist for like you know morning for breakfast and half for half for dinner. You can have a salad for lunch. Okay, so I will never have a salad for any meal, period, because <laughs> salad is an, is not a meal. That's like I I don't remember what video I watched, but like some guy was like, "That's bunny food," um, and he's right. It is. Salads are great as part of a meal. Like I'll have a salad with my meal. Great, sure, awesome vegetables in a meal. In a, in a balanced diet, yeah. A salad by itself for lunch, nah, nah. Or or even any meal, dinner, whatever, nah, nah. I can't do it. That's that's a big no. Martin's uh, like no. He's he's a salad hater. He's like anti salad. No, I'm okay with salads with a meal, but a salad itself is never a meal. Period. You can give it a shot. It's not that bad. Just you know, add some balsamic vinegar, maybe some little bit of cheese. Yeah, and it'll be good. But at the end of the day, I'll be like, I had a nice appetizer. Now, where's the actual meal? <laughs> That's it. Like, not that salads are bad. It's just they're not meal worthy by itself. All right. Th- so then you, you can find you can split your fists full of carbs into three. So a third for breakfast, a third for lunch, and a third for dinner. Okay, that will actually be so. This this is my fist. You see this? If I split this into three, that's literally one bite. Yeah, that's that's probably how much carbs you're supposed to eat, anyways. <laughs> that's like nothing. <laughs> okay. How in a in a, typical, can, in a typical day, how many fistfuls of carbs do you eat? Okay, so if I had to guess right now, so I'm gonna say maybe two. Okay, one one fist for meal. One fist for rice for dinner. Yeah, no, so for for my meals right yeah. now, I'd probably eat two fistfuls per meal. So two for lunch, two for dinner. You eat two fistfuls of rice for dinner. About yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's so much. Huh? How are you not fat? What is this? What is this injustice in the world? <laughs> okay fine maybe one and a half now that i look at it i'm, I'm trying to imagine my fist in a bowl of rice. like i imagine my bowl of rice that i'm eating maybe can, one and a half can you just like can you just like visually image it the next time you have like dinner and then just tell me next week or next time i'll, I'll take a bowl and i'll put my fist in it <laughs> and then i'm like hmm <laughs> okay my guess right now is one and a half if i'm just looking at my fist right now 
That's actually a lot of rice. Okay, <laughs> so you're never getting abs, but uh, right now my I'm, I'm having a lot of not a lot of health issues, but like I'm definitely on the edge of issues like high, high blood pressure, cholesterol, etc. I don't even think I eat too terribly as a person. I don't eat like KFC every meal. And unfortunately, just it's just like you have one piece of KFC, you're like you gain like five pounds. That's like that's like me. Mm. As one friend actually put it really nicely when we were uh, in high school, it's like your body is just very energy efficient. <laughs> okay. So it's like you eat something, it stores most of it and uses what it needs, but most of it's stored. So it's like a very uh, energy consuming car. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, that makes me feel better, but it does yeah. not change the reality. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's one way to put it. Because, like, if you dump lots of food in your body, you still look the same. That just means you're, like, burning through it. You're not. Yeah. My metabolism food. just works through it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, that's a great analogy, but fuck, does not make you feel any better. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so given that, given all these, like, not like I'm not too concerned because I'm not, like, you know, at danger, danger levels yet, but I'm definitely mm. on the, like, higher end of those spectrums. Yeah. Um, I think I am, like, starting to make a lot of changes. So, like, I've made a few diet changes recently. It's all very new. But I think if I keep it up, I, the next step is really to amp up exercise and, like, you know, weightlifting. Maybe I'll have abs by, like, 33. That's the goal. But, I mean, like, okay, fair- yeah, yeah. 33, you could definitely do it. Very lofty goal. But hey, if this podcast lasts, you know, till 33, we'll, we'll come back to it. Yeah. As I, I like, 33 is definitely achievable for you. Like, 100%. Like, I believe it. If you told me that you're going to do it, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. It's just, I think, I think the better tell is what happens in the next, like, say, six months. Like, if yeah. you say start today, starting today, you're going to work on it. Yeah. And if in six months' time, you're still keeping up with like your goals, like you're maintaining your diet, you're exercising, yeah. uh, maybe like every other day or whatever. Then yeah, like I, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, I honestly I can see it happening if you, if you're super strict with your diet and you actually work out like every single day, yeah, or at least maybe say like five or six days a week. Yeah, I could see it by the end of the year. Well. Well, no. sorry, in one year's time, because I realized that we're halfway through. All right, folks, check back in a year from now. Yeah. Dan, will will take his shirt off and flex for you if he has abs. Look, if I have abs and I look great, like I look like a snack, I will post a picture of my top. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post a picture all of right, my abs. All right, you heard it here. I didn't, I didn't make him say it. He said it all by himself. Okay? I will post a picture of my abs, and that's it, with stretch marks and all. Yeah, yeah, do it. Okay, you folks. We're going to hold them for all, what, 10 of you who, who listen? <laughs> and we have ro- 10 people. Actually, that's a lot if you think about it. You have 10 people now who are going to hear this. <laughs> and they're going to know and they're going to remember. And, you know, also your supposed robots in the States. Yes, and the bots will whatever. Maybe the bots will recruit other other bots. Robot from Arizona. <laughs> are they still there? Are they still? I haven't checked Ooh, in a while. Arizona. When was the last time I had one of those drinks? You know, those good. are great. Those are so value. They were disgusting. Like they were, so they were good. delicious at a time in high school, but like they were freaking disgusting. Okay, they're this. It's like a tall boy. Yeah, for a buck. It's so cheap. It was dirt cheap. Insane like, amount of sugar. Yeah, but it was so good. It was so refreshing. Did they even sell them? I haven't seen one in a really long time. They do. They're not as 
common or popular as they were before. But like, if you go down the drink cell in like in Norfils, they might be at the bottom or end somewhere. Like they were I the saw, I've, they were the drink though. Are they still ninety nine cents? That I don't know anymore. Okay. I, I I'm willing to bet they're not. They're probably like a buck something. Now. They were good though. My favorite was pro- yeah. like so the strawberry kiwi was pretty good. My my regular favorite was like the honey ginseng. I think that was my favorite. That was yeah. That was my go to as well. Yeah. That and the regular like lemon tea was pretty. Oh, good that's pretty good too. Yeah. For I, sure. I remember they had a peach one, a peach tea. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good, but they didn't sell it very often at the North Hills I was close to. Yeah, I always got really excited when Arizona came out with new like flavors. Yeah, you just like when you came with so new good. bottles, like whoa, cool. Yeah, man. Uh, what do kids even drink these days? Just, just like I don't know, just like, like Red Bull, or basic something? soda, basic soda, <laughs> ew, Coke, <laughs> <laughs> ew, ew, Coke, ew. Uh, Sprite, Sprite. Ew. To be honest, I'm, I'm not even a big fan of Coke. Uh, like it's Coke definitely my preferred whatever. pop of like the of like the rivalry. I definitely yeah. prefer Coke over like Pepsi. But okay, okay. But what about okay? So between Coke or Coke slash Pepsi, yeah, Sprite, ginger ale, C plus like orange. Oh, that's tough. Okay, so I usually right now I will probably go for the Coke, but there will be times where I want ginger ale. But the ones I can drink that I will drink consistently if I had a choice right now would probably be Coke. Mm. Okay, I mean, what if I threw? Yeah, what? What if I threw like Nest Tea into that mix? No, I see. I know a lot. There's like a huge following for Nest Tea. I, I was not one of those people. Nest like, Tea's a good time. One of the things I love about pop is the carbonated, like, like the fizz aspect. You know, like when there's when you take the fizz out of it, it's not as good. Which is why, like, so, I can drink like you know, I can drink um, sparkling water without mm-hmm. sugar. I'll be per, I'll be equally as pleased because it's not so much the sugar. Like Coke sugar is nice, but like you know, yeah, I am equally satisfied with just the fizz. Mm. Okay, well that's a good that's a good health alternative for you then. Yeah, like it's just I can't bring myself want. to buy summer drinks at McDonald's anymore. Like no, and like <laughs> you know, ninety nine cent like largest. I think they were like yeah. more now, but like you yeah. know, you could buy any size before. Yeah, for like a buck. Yeah, I would go ham yeah. on that over summer. But like now, it's just like oh, I know it's ninety nine cents, but that's like ten pounds if I drink one of those things. <laughs> They're terrible. Yeah, but then but then that, that means Arizona. It's not carbonated. It's not. But I think because it wasn't like overly, like, it was deceptively tame in terms of sh- like when you taste the sugar. Yes. It was kind of, it was, it was, it was deceptive because it yes. didn't taste yes. that sweet. But when you, yeah. when you calculate and read the like labels, it comes yeah. up to a shit ton of sugar. Yeah. Because it's, it's a pretty big drink, right? So even if it's not like super sugary per drop, it, yeah. you're still consuming a lot at the end of the day. Yeah. So. And like, yeah, it wasn't like terribly, terribly like too sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the honey ginseng, which is actually why I liked it a lot. But again, like it's so deceptive. It's deceptive. And yeah, yeah, yeah. the nutrition label only shows like, oh, a fifth of the can, you know, in terms of the table. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it might say like 200 calories for a fifth of the can. So in reality, you're drinking like, you know, a thousand calories. I'm yeah. making this up. You know, this is all alleged information. Yes. <laughs> Don't come but, after us in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but but yeah, like there was definitely a lot of sugar for sure. Uh, you just have to do the math on your own. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Oh, but so value though, just man. Go. I miss those days. Uh, so big. They were so good. They were great for like like long testing or exam days. 
They were great for any time. <laughs> they were pretty good. Yeah. I think as soon as I discovered those, oh my god, I if I ever got any money that I could spend for lunch or during the week, I would drink at least maybe one or two of those every week. Well, but what, I'm thinking back in high school. What was, your, no what was your budget like for a week's worth of lunch? Oh god, now I'm thinking back. I think I had like 20 bucks per week. Oh, nice. I had something similar, like 25 bucks. Yeah. And you somehow so, had to ration it out. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so what I ended up doing was that I'm like, okay, then can I just bring lunch? So I brought lunch a lot, except for maybe like one or two days of the week. But you're still given 25 bucks, regardless. 20 bucks, regardless. Yeah. yeah. I would just save it. <laughs> really? Your folks didn't mind that you're both bringing lunch and getting the money? Yeah. I'm like, well, no, I, I was square with them. So I'm like, so what if I just don't spend it on lunch? Can I just save it? And they're like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. I, I, hey, they were okay with it. So thankfully I had like a lot of like, I think we was mentioned in a previous podcast, but like a lot of Asian establishments in the plaza next to my school. Mm. And one thing I love about Asian food is that it is so ridiculously cheap. Oh, it's so cheap. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah. <laughs> it's so cheap and you get so much volume. Mind you, the volume Bro, is like 80%, yeah. 80% rice. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> So yeah, no. So that was it right there. So uh, across the street from my high school was a No Frills, and in that No Frills, they had like an Asian barbecue place. Oh yeah, those are so good. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, you get barbecue pork rice, you get a, a mound of rice, and a fair amount of barbecue pork. Sure. At least from that place, and get some veg, and then they drench it in like oily soy sauce. That was disgusting, but so good at the same time. You, you I always remember because it's like, and as we have some similar places. Sometimes it's like a Japanese teppanyaki kind of place. Uh-huh. Everyone always has for extra sauce. Oh yeah, <laughs> loaded on mm, fat, drench it. <laughs> yeah, it's so gross but so good. And then and then that so like the barbecue pork rice I think was something like like seven dollars, seven eight dollars, seven dollars. Jesus, that's expensive. It, it was cheap. It was cheap and it was great. Um, I think our plaza made it a point. Like they didn't make it a point, but I think because there were so many like booths that they had them mm-hmm. competitive, so they would have like student specials. So it'd be around five bucks, and Jesus, it, yeah. So they'd be like four fifty with food and drink. I think that was again, like that was a like solid ten or fifteen years ago, right? So yeah, yeah. it was like, a while ago. I'm sure inflation has like skyrocketed since then. So maybe like it's yeah. probably like nearer to ten bucks nowadays for for lunch. Oh yeah, um, for like one lunch, I could see that. Yeah, I think what has stayed kind of standard is like the buns for the bakery, and we had one of those. Oh yeah. Right, so yes, I'm sure buns cost more now, but like at the end of the day, you can still get a fair amount of buns for like 360 Canadian. It's great. Yeah, and that could be a lunch soon. Yeah, yeah. I went to a store the other day with a friend, and she bought like, she bought like six uh, sausage buns from a bakery. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know the ones with bun with like the the hot dog through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like those. But I she bought like of six things. of them. Like, why are you getting that particular bun? Those are the most basic yeah. ass buns ever. <laughs> but they're good. It's simple and good. It's just sausage and bun. It's like, what more do you need? <laughs> I'm just like, there's so many other flavors. Like, look, <laughs> there's a coconut one, a pineapple bun, there's like good. curry pineapple. beef. I think. Yeah. Ooh, I think curry beef was like my like curry beef, the satay beef one, uh, was one of my favorites. Uh-huh. Pineapple's pretty good. Uh, um, yeah, I like the. Pineapple coconut bun. Oh, those are so good. Yeah. Th- those were my my favorite. I-, I think I prefer more the pastries though from the from the bakeries like uh egg tarts mm. and like little cakes. And I remember their uh their chicken pie they call it chicken pie, but it's more oh, like a tart. Oh yeah, those those chicken so tarts. Good. Those are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Right, just reminiscing over food. 
things that would just that would probably put us on a deathbed if we eat it now. Or at least make us gain like 10 pounds. Yeah. Like I would have one in a while. Like one would probably be, it wouldn't be filling, but it'd make you feel so, it'd be so heavy. Yeah. That I'd be like, I don't, I don't really want to eat anymore. It's like <laughs> one egg tart is like, mmm, so good. I'm still hungry, yeah. but I feel gross. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I just don't want to eat anymore. <laughs> no, I, I, I 100% know the feel. Yeah. I guess let's kind of pivot to one of our final topics today. And for us being 29 now, right, we've grown a lot in terms of personality, interest, maturity. Looking back in your last 10 years, uh, how much would you say you have matured since, let's say, even like, say, undergraduate days? Uh, great question. Okay, so I'll say I think I grew quite a bit. <laughs> great Martin. Uh, a plus I, yeah i'm like I, I don't know if i'd necessarily say use the word mature i i have matured but i would i don't know if i would say yeah i matured quite a bit yeah i was reading reddit posts i always bring up reddit but anyways 20s is like teenagers with like without the without the training wheels you know kind you, of yeah you don't you don't have the ba- you don't have the restrictions like oh you can't drink you can't go here and yep. you have the money to do whatever you want as a teenager. Do you want to splurge in video games? Go for it. You want to go out in club with a friend? Go for it. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's pretty true. Yeah, I would say for myself, I definitely matured a lot in terms of personality. Like, I feel like I'm definitely more patient. I've probably mentioned this in a few times in the previous podcast. Like, I'm like very firecrackery in terms of personality. I usually go off on people. And not to say I don't now, but I'm definitely a little bit much more tame about things. I try to listen more thoroughly with people, you know, active listening. And I think, I think some of the things I noticed myself is that I don't really speak in absolutes anymore. You know, it's like, oh, uh, we have a disagreement. We're never going to talk again. Or I'm never going to do this. Or let's say I'm... Net, let's say even for skills like I'm never going to be able to play a guitar for example like I never speak in absolutes anymore it's just like okay like we'll go from here and see how it goes do it very progressively try oh, everything fair. try everything yeah like um, you know never say never yeah <laughs> and I think one of the things is that one of the things that I really try not to say these things like I think a lot of my sayings have changed in terms of I guess like most frequently used uh, catchphrases or even if you want to call it that but I don't say I don't have enough time anymore because mm. I think we've discussed this before, like outside of the podcast, yeah. but like, I really don't like the concept of saying, Oh, well, who has time for that? Or I don't have enough time for that. And it's very common, especially when we're, when we're younger. And mm-hmm. part of it is that maybe if you were running a company and you really don't have time because you're working like 20 hours a day, go for it. I feel you. But a lot of times it just feels like it's not that you don't have time. But it's rather you don't prioritize it. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, why don't you... You don't make time for it. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, oh, I'm uh, I'm feeling really gross and fat. Oh, you know, why don't you you know, exercise for uh, 30 minutes a day? I don't have time for that. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you have time for some, oh, yeah. some jump rope, even for five minutes a day. Um, yeah. It's really funny. My doctor was mentioning to me the other day, like, because I have pretty dry skin. She's like, oh, you should moisturize. And, you know, once in the morning, once at night. But I understand if you don't have time. Of course, I didn't want to interrupt her. But, like, I was just internally saying, 
I'm pretty sure I could spend two minutes in the morning and, and before I go to bed moisturizing myself. It doesn't take yes. a long time. And no. it's just kind of frustrating when folks say, I don't have enough time. It's like, I don't think you don't have time. It's just you make time and then you commit yeah. to change, essentially. And I think that bugs me the most because it just doesn't feel very honest and it's not really like telling the truth. Yeah, I think I think it's because they don't see it that way. Like they have things because if you break down to it, if you break it down, that's that's what it is, right? They're not prioritizing it. They're not making time for it. And it's because they have other things that they feel like they would rather do or more prefer do to do. Yeah. And I think a lot of those are are fair points. Like if you have family, you need to take care of your kids or and so on. But I also feel like a lot of them probably takes, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes or more to watch Netflix every day, which is I think fine if that's what you want. Yeah. But it's I think to be honest with yourself, you're saying, hey, I would rather take this next hour to watch Netflix yeah. than to take this next hour to work out. Which yeah. is like if you're open to yourself about that and be like, yes, this is what I want, then then yeah, at least you're honest with yourself. Yeah. I th- I think like having not enough time it just goes hand in hand in with like today's urgency culture where mm. everything has to be instant. Just think about yeah. like <laughs> think about television. Needs stimulus. Like, yeah. You know, you know, it's like in the past you had to sit through advertising, your commercials, commercials, <laughs> long intros and endings between shows. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, oh, I have the option to skip all those things, jump right to the next episode or jump to a different series. Yep. Everything's very on demand. I think for us, we didn't have that growing up. I feel like our generation is probably one of the last ones to really experience the deal with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you have to wait. You're going to have to deal with it. There is no alternative. So I think yep. it helps foster the whole patience. Uh, yes. No, I agree. I think people is going to be increasingly less patient from this point onward. Yeah. So like thinking, thinking about what the future is going to look like. So, so as we record, there is a billionaire space race. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Jeff Bezos. Who else? It was the guy who runs Virgin. Uh, I can't even remember his name. Uh, but you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's that. Jeff Bezos and there was one other person. Oh, it was uh, Elon Musk. Musk, yeah. Yeah, they're all like... So these these, <laughs> these billionaires are like trying to get to space in this year. And yeah. uh, I think in the past, when we're like, you know, 20 years earlier or whatnot, I think I think how we perceive 2030... Or sorry, 20, 2020 is going to be like, you know, hoverboards, you know, very futuristic buildings. I think... The reality today doesn't look much different than it did a few years, like 10 or 20 years ago. Maybe a little bit more modernized, but in terms of infrastructure, pretty much the same. Honestly, I just, I think, yeah, everything's pretty much the same, except maybe just phones got better, got faster. Yeah. A lot more glass. Things are more shiny. Yeah. Our day to, but our day to day largely remains the same. Yeah. So what do you think, Um, like, the world's going to look like for, Let's say when we, if we have kids, you know, what, what's what's the world going to look like 20 years from now? I'm going to guess it's going to look like a avocado about to go bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the browning of it. Yeah, it's, it's it's rusting or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
the world's burning literally I, like ontario like just i think a week or two ago was like half of it was on fire that's what that mm. explains the whole the bat like this the poor smoke uh warnings around the city mm. uh, because half of it was literally on fire it was a really interesting like map i saw on reddit oh also on reddit <laughs> i know a lot of people on reddit but like you know think, think, think so ontario was on fire australia was pretty much on fire for a good year yeah during the summer yeah. right um ocean is going to shit literally being filled with like with whether it's like pollution pollutants plastics etc ice caps are probably gonna be gone within the next like 15 yeah sadly it's pretty scary yeah environment is definitely gonna give out first and it's funny because there's still people who who don't believe it but they complain about like the crazy weather patterns i'm like well that's climate change you know what's really Uh, funny when we were kids I remember being in assembly where we're like, there was a huge movement against using paper. It's like, forgo uh-huh. the paper, use the plastic because it's reusable. Don't use, don't, okay. don't use, don't use paper bags. Cause we can have a plastic bag and that's reusable. <laughs> yeah. There, there was a huge movement. It's like, save. Uh, the, yeah, no, I, I remember that. Yeah. You know, it's a huge save the trees movement. And now, now that plastic's taking over the world since our childhood, we're now yeah. going backwards. It's like, Oh, Instead of save the trees, let's save the water, uh, save the save save the wildlife. Honestly, save everything. But like you know, what I mean, like it's really interesting that we've kind of gone full circle in terms of the movements. Yeah, because I I feel like while the idea might be good, but nobody ends up reusing those things. They throw them out. Yeah, yeah. I think if if people actually bought you know like Tupperware that they reused and only used those, then yeah, I think it could have been better. Yeah. But they don't. <laughs> I think, like, as I grew older to the way I am today, I think I am definitely way more mindful about these kind of consumer choices. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, making sure everything's in the right bin, re- like, using less. Like, I think folks, like, we as as humans and as consumers, and, like, we're all guilty of it, is that we just have a tendency to consume. You know, it's like, oh, we can just recycle it. But, you know, we, we always forget the first R. We just reduce. It can, is it possible to reduce your consumption before you even consider the recycling aspect of it. Yes. Um, anyway, some of the ways that <clears throat> I've been kind of going about that is like, you know, just like little things. I know it's uh, it's not like, a, it's not like a huge step, <clears throat> but I do like make little choices to kind of help with, I'm sure my footprint's a little bit smaller. So whenever I go for bubble tea, I just bring my own cup. He's like, look, here's fill my cup. Uh, oh, okay. so, so don't use a straw, use a cup. You know that's a good mean? one and a lot of places like will do it like if they don't that's fine too it just you know there's plenty of mobile tea places around that will you know things like that yeah purchasing from like vendors that will ensure that there's gonna be minimal waste so like Nespresso's pretty good at that um cause they give you bags where you can mail back the capsules and they it's really cool they make it depends bikes etc so I like the Keurig and other ones oh yeah so you can you can send them back yeah, so they, there's, these, there's these little red or black bags, and there's already nailing yeah. labels on them. So you fill yeah. it up to, with capsules to a certain point, and you can just bring it to like Canada Post, and they'll mail it back to them. And they'll recycle them into oh, pens and bikes. That's interesting. Yeah. So like Nespresso is definitely the higher end of the ca- coffee capsules, but it's like being, you know, an older older millennial now, well, yeah, older millennial with like disposable income, I think like we as consumers should be a little bit more mindful about how we spend yeah you know and i like, mean and it just it's just simple things like i think um something that 
that really resonated with me. And I heard this way back in high school. It's like, if you go buy something and you know it's recyclable and you look around you and maybe there's no immediately accessible recycling bin, you know, you can just put it in your pocket or just hold on to it and put it, leave it in your car on your way home and then recycle at home. Like yeah, we used, throw it out. It's really interesting. <laughs> in my elementary school, we used to have this no garbage can kind of thing. Only recycling bins were in the school. Uh-huh. So you were all the kids would have to bring home litter with them, and they would like <laughs> they would throw it away in their homes as opposed to in the school. Yeah, very interesting. That's... But I don't think it would fly with today's kind of like again the whole urgency culture is like I need to throw away this used tissue right away. And by all means, that's probably something you should throw away. But like, yeah, you know, it, I don't think it would. I don't think that would go. I mean, I just I mean, even look at recycling bins today. You know, forget kids. Look at just look at the public parks. You see recycling bins just filled with garbage. Yes. Oh, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Because people don't care. At the end of the day, they don't care, right? It's so hard to get people to care. I think, yeah. you know, we can put out as many, like, advertising campaigns. But it's, it's, it has to be herd kind of mentality where everybody jumps on board um, in order to get this chip going. It's like the whole, like, COVID vaccine thing. If not everyone jumps on board... We're never going to be like immune as a herd. I think it's it's because because I mean, that's not how you change behavior, right? Like right. If, if you look into how to change human behavior sure. or more specifically habits, because that's what they are. They're just habits. The best way or at least the most successful way to go about doing it is to find something that integrates with current lifestyle. Because if they have to change their lifestyle to do this, they're not going to do it. They might do it for a little while. And then they'll revert back because it's so far away from what they, they're normally used to. True. So it has to be like either aligns well with what they already do or yeah. makes their lives easier. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Because if you create a new campaign, like just use your example with the schools and like bring the garbage home. Uh, that is something that's very much against the student's lifestyle as well as the parents. Because they're like, why the hell are you bringing all this garbage home? And so what do they do? Uh, they just throw it out somewhere else. Uh, oh, what's convenient? That recycling bin. Yeah. And so they just throw trash in there because they don't want to do something that they don't like and that's against their, their normal uh, lifestyle or habit, right? Yeah. It, it's so, while the in- intentions might be well, those don't usually work. Yeah, I get it, man. I mean, that makes sense. So, I don't know. I, I don't have a, like, I think, I think we're, we're like, I don't know if we're like gonna see change, and I'm not sure if we're gonna find a buy-in in the future. I don't know how. Like, let's just look at the vaccines. You know, they're free. People, it's readily accessible. It's everywhere. You can book appointments. Um, especially now that most people have their vaccines, like I'm sure you can easily get a dose at a very conveniently and very easily. Folks just don't. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like, so. That's why my outlook was like a literally a a rotting potato uh, avocado. Just like <laughs> I don't I don't see a strong future right now. Folks remain really selfish in the world. None of us are perfect. I'm not putting myself on a pedestal, but there's not enough want or you know motivation to change right now. And I think it's just so shocking. I think and like I think yeah and not just like consumers like you know like just industry standards you know people don't care just bubble tea places plastic cups galore just for example 
know, yeah. there, there's currently no alternatives, nor is there a push for alternatives. Yeah, because people, again, they just want whatever it is that they desire at the end of the day, whether it's bubble tea or whatever, coffee. Coffee is a big one, yeah. and I'm guilty of it too. Like, I don't, it took me a while to start reusing my mug, like my, uh, what do you call those? Um, coasters, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's a refillable coffee mug. It took me a while to start using that too. I think when I started working, I just bought coffee like every other person in, in one of the cups, and guess what? They go to the garbage. And I'm like, wow, I buy a lot of coffee every day and I'm producing a lot of garbage. Maybe it's, I should get a mug. And it's not, not even get one because I already did have one at home. I just never used it. It's a, it's uh, a whole like, I got to bring it home and wash it. Exactly. Then, right. I get, but then I get it's it. Like, and I think, it's, I think you have to like want to and like, yeah, it's hard. But I think like as you do it more, pe- more people will get on board. Like it, was, it has to be ripples. It has to be ripples yeah. to make a big wave. There's no like I think setting like setting that modeling that behavior will definitely be be helpful in like showing others mm. it's not that bad you know yeah it's I think yeah there's definitely a social aspect to it as well because when people see other people do it yeah. they're more inclined to start thinking about doing it and actually doing it themselves so yeah I, I'm trying to remember back then I think I had a couple other coworkers who did it um, as in like brought their own mugs. Yeah. And plus, sometimes if you're if you're lucky, they'll uh, like you can order a medium coffee, and because your mug's a little bit bigger, they'll fill it up to a large. Yeah, if some workers don't nice. care. <laughs> yeah, some people don't care. So that's bonus, right? Bonus. Yeah. I get more coffee. So like, um, we, I, I remain hopeful for the future, but right now it's not looking great. It's. I think it's going to take like a major catastrophe, and not that COVID isn't already one, but if any COVID already amplified. Like not pollu- yeah. pollutions. I mean, it did some. It does wonders in terms of reducing car levels and like gas emissions uh, mm. for temporarily, mind you. But like, create a new pollutant like masks. Yeah, those are not of... disposed properly. You mm-hmm. know, um, there are still like you know how people cut the rings of like the Pepsi cans. Like people oh, the don't. Tabs. Yeah. yeah, people don't cut the strings on a mask. You know that can easily be caught up into by some animal's neck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think. Well, I mean, I bought my own mask now, like my own cloth mask. Cloth, yeah, yeah that I can reuse. So at, at the very least, I'm producing less garbage that way. But I don't think everybody's doing that. So, so yeah. Just back to your point about being more mindful. I think uh, we have. I do think people have a certain level of responsibility towards um, their own lifestyle and their own choices um and how they keep the environment and so if you choose not to do it that's that's you i guess like voiding that but yeah i think as if you're a an adult with your own level of income and you're making your own money you're working then yeah you have that responsibility yeah we encourage you to do make good choices yeah again it could be simple things here and there and it might not be the easiest thing to do in the beginning but it's just about making a habit of it. And it's usually nothing that's that harmful. I remember, I know people still look at me weird when I take my garbage and I put it in my car. (laughs) Um, Or my recycling. My recycling that rather than throwing it out, yeah, yeah, I'll take it home. Yeah. Because you can recycle it. It, What does it cost you? You just put it in your car, drive home, and just dump it out at home. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Well, I think that's going to be pretty good to wrap us up for today. So that's kind of our 30-year retrospection 
we're like 29, but you know, if this podcast lasts until next year, then we'll do an actual 30 year retrospection. I think it'd be interesting too, because well, crossing my fingers, hopefully by next year, COVID will be a thing of that's mostly in the past. Yeah. So I think we can talk about that that as well. It'd be interesting to finally do a podcast like in person, you know. That'd be cool too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just bring some of the, it's not too much really. It's just a computer with a mic. Well, it's not that bad. We'll we'll figure it out when the time comes. It's just setting up a few things, but it shouldn't be that bad. But yeah. Anyways, folks, so that's going to wrap us up for today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to to elderly millennials now who are about to hit 30. Spew about random things. <laughs> Remember to encourage Martin to eat durian via email. You'll find that below. I well, still won't. Uh, well, we, you, well, guys, folks, just keep messing Martin, encouraging me durian. Look, if uh, if we get 10 emails say encouraging Martin to eat durian, he'll do it. Th- those are all dance words. Which Martin agrees to. No. But what we all did agree to, and Dan himself agreed to, is to take his shirt off once he gets abs. If I get abs. I mean, again, it's doable. I think you can do it. Okay. Well, if I get there, I'll take a topless photograph with a face blurred, maybe. All right. There you go. You heard it here. What's the point of the face blurred if they already... Well, I guess if we go live on YouTube, they'll see our face. But if not, then they won't. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe I'll be bald by then. Anyways, folks, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in two weeks and see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.